Lesson from the First Letter of St. Paul the Apostle to the Corinthians. Brethren, we have become a spectacle to the world, to angels, and to men. We are fools for Christ's sake, but you are wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. You are held in honor, but we in disrepute. To the present hour we hunger and thirst. We are ill-clad and buffeted and homeless, and we labor working with our own hands. When reviled, we bless. When persecuted, we endure. When slandered, we try to conciliate. We have become and are now as the refuse of the world, the offscouring of all things. I do not write this to make you ashamed, but to admonish you as my beloved children. Continuation of the Holy Gospel according to Luke. At that time, Jesus said to his disciples, Fear not little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give alms. Provide yourselves with purses that do not grow old, with a treasure in the heavens that does not fail, where no thief approaches and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The Saving Words of the Gospel Our Gospel reading in Luke 12 will go on teaching about being ready for the parousia, the return of the Master. So we have from the Lord some orientation about how to treat material goods. And, uh, you know, in the, the ancient Roman legions, uh, when they would move, there was a baggage train that would follow. You know, the troops would go ahead, and the baggage train would follow. And the baggage train of the Roman legion was called impedimenta. And if that word uh, strikes you as being something very close in English, well, uh, you're right. Uh, I mean, material things can be a real impediment to our forward progress. Um, the legion can't go too much farther away from where its impediment is, impedimenta is. Are. And um, that way, uh, when they set up camp and so forth and dig in, for, uh, they make a fort every time they, they stop somewhere, um, the impedimenta is there. And we are legionaries in a way. We are pilgrim soldiers in this veil of tears, members of the church militant. And uh, so we have to have a certain amount of material support. But the Lord, I think, helps us to put into um, and the letter from Paul helps us to put into perspective just exactly how much we really need. Um, it must not ever become, uh, impedimenta must not become an impediment. Let's just put it that way. One of my favorite lines from uh, the Lord is, is in this reading. Fear not, little flock, pusillus grex in Latin. And it's only in Luke. And it's probably a New Testament image based on uh, that, that little uh, begins, uh, immediately reminds you of a remnant, remnant imagery. On the other hand, um, I mean, it was a very small group with the Lord at this point in his earthly ministry. So when he says, fear not, little flock, it's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. You know, he then goes on to talk about 
You'll remember, you know, just like I said, he goes on to talk about something else after this. And don't just read, you know, when you when you have Mass like this and you hear the reading. You should probably go and open up your Bibles and then take a look at the context, you know, what happened before and what happens after, because the Lord goes on to talk about three basic points. You know, don't be attached to earthly things, give alms, and then be ready for your judgment because the, the master of the house is going to return. So today we're celebrating the feast of someone who really did get, um, understand what uh, material possessions are for, and and um, in, especially in relation to other people. Um, we celebrate today Peter Nolasco. Peter Nolasco was one of the founders of the the Mercedarians. Uh, let's see, I have it written down here what the the full or, the full name of the order was that he that he established. It was called the the Order of the Blessed Virgin Mary for the Ransom of Captives. And these were basically religious knights. We're talking about the 13th uh, uh, century here. Um, he was um, a soldier, and at one point he... No, no, the, the thing was called the Royal and Military Order. This is it. The Mercedarians, called the Royal and Military Order of Our Lady of Mercy of the Redemption of the Captives, which obtained uh, permission from uh, Gregory the Ninth in 1230. This guy had been a... He had been a crusader. Um, he had been the tutor of a king. Uh, eventually, he started ransoming Christians, and then uh, he was joined in this effort by Saint Raymond of Penafort, and uh, they had this uh, order of religious knights, and they made a special vow. In addition to the usual three, they would they made a vow to devote their and here's a quote that I picked up: their whole substance and very liberty to the ransoming of slaves. And they would do this with material uh, goods, you know, ransom, paying a ransom, or they would substitute themselves for the hostages, for the people who had been enslaved or captured by the by uh, the uh, by the the forces of Islam. And according to the records, um, the uh, the Mercedarians accomplished some seventy thousand rescues. Of, of captives and uh, 2,700 during their founder's lifetime. Now there's a the, the graphic that I used um, here for the, the mass today which you saw uh, before the stream and will come after. Uh, by the way it's by Zurbaran. Zurbaran is a wonderful Spanish painter. He had been commissioned at the time of Urban the Eighth, I think, in let's see, sixteen twenty-nine. Yeah, I think it was Urban the Eighth, Barberini. Uh, for at the time of the canonization of Peter Nolasco, he had been commissioned to do twenty-two paintings of scenes of the life of Saint Peter Nolasco. Only eleven of them have survived, but this is one of them in which Saint Peter Nolasco has a mystical vision and mystical colloquy or conversation with St. Peter, who is depicted as crucified upside down in the, in the painting. And they, 
um, are gazing at each other in kind of a neutral background, showing the which you know really you don't see anything else in the background. Just the and the light is radiating uh, towards Peter uh, from the image of of Peter. And um, this is one of the one of the, uh, the the beautiful images from that series. Only eleven of them have survived. But I like this because Peter himself had his moment of uh, challenge, where he had to determine um, how he valued the earthly good of his life. Uh, the story is that he was fleeing Rome and that he met the Lord. And you know the whole the the, the Lord going into Rome when he's fleeing and. He says, Lord, where are you going? Quo vadis? He says, I'm returning. I'm going to Rome to be crucified. And uh, Peter turns around and, and goes back. So it's a it's a good uh, it's a good reminder about um, uh, the meaning of, of material things, even our even our bodily lives. Um, Peter Nolasco himself had been very eager to go to uh, Rome to visit St. Peter's tomb, and um, but he was impeded, and and, uh, and and being impeded, another word, you know, use of impedimenta. He was impeded by various things in his spiritual journey uh, to go to Rome. But um, for consolation, um, as the story goes, uh, Peter did appear to him uh, several times as he was praying. Um, uh, a last point here, which I I found kind of interesting, as I was looking up the readings here, I found that they were the same readings. Um, as were used for St. Felix of Valois, another crusader, um, who, um, uh, even before uh, he uh, became a, a, a priest and so forth, he, um, he worked a miracle in uh, raising someone from the dead, I guess. And um, uh, he, he was consulted by St. John of Matha, about advice about the founding of the Order of the Trinitarians. And then St. Felix of Valois joined St. John of Malta in establishing the Trinitarians, and that was an order that was established for the redemption of Catholic captives. So it's the same theme. The Trinitarians and the Mercedarians both had this work going on. And it's interesting that the readings uh, that are chosen for Felix Olwar are the same ones for Peter Nolasco. So um, Holy Church does these things for a reason. Um, they didn't, you know, they they pick, you know, one of the criticisms is leveled against the older form of Mass by, by people who really don't know it very well or understand it very well, um, is that, well, there's not enough scripture in it. Well, um, it could be that there is uh, enough so that we become so familiar with what we have that it really sinks into our marrow uh, rather than being fleeting and we hearing it only only once in a while we have an opportunity to repeat it and for those who would say oh well you have to say the same thing over and over and over again without variety or without options our response has to be it's not that we have to repeat things over and over we get to repeat things over and over so that they have uh, the most profound uh, influence and impact on us as possible because, as we say in Latin, repetiti juvant, repeated things help. Unless I start uh, repeating myself, I will end here. Let us ask God for a miracle. 
with a sudden, complete, and lasting extirpation of the COVID virus and all of its variants and all of its spiritual and physical ills. I have in mind today a friend of mine, a priest friend of mine, who has COVID right now. And I ask him, especially through the intercession of St. Sebastian, who is mentioned in this prayer, but also through the intercession of St. Agnes, whose second feast day it is today, and I have a relic of, of Holy Agnes up there. And she has two feast days, which shows you how important she is to the Romans. And also St. Peter Nolasco, who ransomed people from captivity. Well, there are a lot of people who are captive in their minds to this virus, and which is what some people want them to be. And there are some people who are captive in their bodies to this virus because they're afraid to go out, which is, I think, also what some people want them to be. So let us ask Peter Nolasco to intervene for us also to help to ransom us from our different kinds of captivity. Domine non secundum begana nostra facias nobis, neque secundum iniquitatis nostras retrivos nobis. Adiva nos Deus alunetis nostra, de propter gloriam nobis tui domine libera nos. Domine neime minimis iniquitatum nostranum aniquarum, cito dicibet nos misericordiae tui quia pauperis facti sumus nimis. Ora pro nobis sancti Sebastiane, ut dignificiamo permissionibus Christi. Domine ex audio rationem meam, et clamor meos an te veniam. Dominus obisco, necum spiritu tuo, horemus. Ex audi nos Deus salutaris nostre, et intercedente beata gloriosa de genetici Maria, sempre virgine, et beato Sebastiano martiri tuo, et sancto Pietro Nolasco, et omnibus sanctis, populum tuum abiracundiae tui terroribus libera, et misericordiae tui pacta gitanis securum. Propiziare domine subdignationibus nostris, et animarum e corpore medere de moribus, ultra emissione percepta, in tua sempre benedizione de temur. Da nobis quae esemus, domine pie petitionis effectum, et pestilentiam mortalita temque propiziatus averte, nut mortalium corda cognoscat, et te indignante, talia flengela prodire, et te miserante cessare, et dominum nostrum Iesum Christum filium tuum, vi tecum vivere reina in unitate spiritus sancti Deus, per omnia secula, seculorum. Amen. Et benedictio Dei omnipotentis, Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti, descenda super vos, et maniat semper. Amen.